Today's episode is sponsored by Cool Properties. If you're headed to Las Vegas for a family or corporate outing and want a different experience, if you want to avoid the crowds, traffic, and chaos, you know what I'm talking about. Check out Cool Properties in Mesquite, Nevada, about an hour and a half outside Las Vegas. They offer a variety of property rentals, just minutes away from two world-class golf courses and luxury resorts. Full access to pools, hot tubs, gyms, and they are all located at the clubhouse. Bring the family, huh, or not, rest easy with cool properties. Click the link below for more details. So, ladies and gentlemen, from the University of Arkansas, starting at forward. Thank you for saying forward, by the way. <laughs> Had to play center. <laughs> Thanks for saying forward. <laughs> I thought you might like that. So, Scott Hastings is here with us. Now, you know what I, I wanted to ask you, though, for the last six months I haven't asked you? Yeah. Why the blue? <laughs> Why the blue on the chin? Because <laughs> uh, it's a little fun thing I started years ago for playoffs i thought you know what i'm gonna grow this out i'm gonna dye it blue and mama's and, okay and mama's okay with that wow. she loves it actually and at the same time as i got a little bit older started going more white right, right. easier to turn blue though yes easier to turn blue <laughs> <laughs> it glows a little bit better and by the way my wife says it matches my eyes and a lady that was in the gym this morning she's like oh my gosh I love your beard. It matches your eyes. I'm like, I got to tell my wife. So, so what we're going to say, <laughs> when, when Kenny gets buried, you know, 45, 50 years from now, in, in, in the <laughs> thing, we're going to have his eyes open, but he's going to have the little, the little tail blue. Yes, exactly. And uh, my mother hates it. Oh, I guarantee you. Hates it. The Lord hates, hates my little uh, soul patch. Yeah. But same thing, you know. You, you know, here's another thing people don't talk about. Well, maybe they do talk about it, but they don't really talk about it. Guys get bored. Absolutely. Right? I mean, women are able to change their hairstyle and hair color all the time. I mean, you probably had close to that haircut for the last 10, 15 yeah. years. Me too. Yeah. You know, what do we did? I mean, the pandemic was great. First time in my life I ever grew a beard. <laughs> I, like, I had like a full beard going. I was like, first of all, I didn't know I ever could. Right? So I was like, dude, this pandemic. I mean, yeah, it's got some bad side effects, they're telling me. However, I, for the first time in my life, I had a beard. Yeah. Whole new world yeah. opened up. Yeah. And you're right. And cool. My wife, every other day, is, you know, hey, I'm going to get my, you know, brows waxed, and then I'm going to go get my hair done, and then, right. you know, there's all kinds of things happening there. Yeah, so. and what do we got? We, we, we got this. Yeah. We got this. Yeah, let us do something here. Yeah. I don't know about the blue, but I, I get the eye thing. You know, I could go <laughs> that, too. Maybe I should do this blue. There you the go. Playoffs. That's what we should have done on this podcast day. I could, could have had you just dye this blue. Match it, match my eyes, and then and, and see you know see what altitude. I mean, I really would like to have another contract. That might that might put the end of that chance, but you know why not? <laughs> well, you would know if they really love you or not, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I already know. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Uh, so Scott Hastings, if nobody knows Scott, I got to give a little intro here. Uh, you may know Scott was a, a, a player. In the NBA uh, for 11 seasons mm -hmm. and took a championship. The year I started with the Nuggets uh, was late 90, but in 89-90, the season of 89-90, you were with the Pistons. Yeah. Took the championship. Yeah. 
Yeah, 89-90. And then when I first met you, it was my first year here, which would be 91-92. So you were still young on it. Yeah. Our good friend Jim Gillen started that same year I came here. So Jimmy and, and yeah. I uh, both started in the same year. But, yeah, it's it's you know what? I, I, talk, I got a radio show I do every day. You know, it's not fancy like you guys. We're, we're still terrestrial, I guess it's called, right? Yeah. <laughs> Going to know the lingo. Um, but I talk about it all the time. It, it's just until you played for a championship team, you just don't know. Yeah. You, you can explain it, and you can, you can say, but, but the, the vibe from the minute you walk into the building, whether it's from the ball boys who's, you know, we didn't have a big parked car. Guess what? I used to have to park my own car. <gasps> I remember uh, that. Yeah, out in the cold, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, the but it was it, 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 it's just a different vibe um, that I was ever used to going from, you know, my first few years with Atlanta. We had good, good Atlanta Hawk teams uh, to an expansion team, Miami, which, you know, a bunch of rubes like me who they never get to play on all the other teams. Got drafted to play in Miami, which the one side benefit of that is you got to be in Miami during the winter time. Which is, let me tell you, folks, there's a reason there's snowbirds. There, there are reasons snowbirds <laughs> exist. Miami is one of those places for it. I, I, the little town I lived in, in in North Miami in Hallandale, I called it Heaven's Waiting Room. Now I'm 29, 28, 29 anyway. Or no, I'm 27. Um, and all of a sudden. You go to the grocery store in the middle of the day and you're fine. Then all of a sudden around November, December, I mean, every octogenarian and, and, you know, 70-year-old, 80-year-old, where do they come from? I mean, I mean it's like <laughs> unbelievable. And I had a little kid, the kids at the time, and they would come up to it. And, and, and I mean, it would take you to go in and get a, uh, some bread and some peanut butter and the essentials. A normal day would take you 25, 30 minutes. And then once the snowbirds came in, about an hour and a half. Because all they all left their grandkids, so now you got a little kid, and they're like, "Oh, is he so cute?" <laughs> uh, so I called it Heaven's Waiting Room. Is where I live. But <laughs> problem is, I, I'm thinking about moving there now <laughs> as I get older. So, hey, that wasn't too bad of a place. <laughs> maybe maybe I look at Hallandale, Florida, as I get older. That's not too bad of a thought. There, I'll join you. Come on, we're close. Man, hey, I'm right behind you. Um, yeah, I'm 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 what like five or six years younger than you. That's it. Yeah, but you look much younger. It's the beard. You, you, t- you take better care of yourself. It's the beard. Well, yeah, well, in the boxing, I'm shorter. There's not as much as not as much of me to see. You know, it's funny so. bringing up because when we used to play, and I had a, I had a really close knit team in Atlanta, and we'd all bust each other's balls all the time. And, and this guy named Randy Whitman is one of my best friends, godfather to my one of my daughters. And, he would always go and say, hey, you, you never seen them old dogs? Them old dogs die first. Name me a seven-footer. There ain't a seven-footer alive. He said, you guys will be dying quick. And I'm like, ah, and then we just lost Wayne Cooper, you know, oh. just two days, three days ago. I mean, and then all of a sudden as you get older, you're like, dude, big dog, dogs do die soon. <laughs> I said, man, I've been in the gym. I can lift more weights now than I ever could when I was a kid. I'm, I'm fighting it. You start fighting it when you hit 60. You, you do. start fighting it hard. You do. And everybody told, everybody told me at 40, Oh, that's when you're going to start to feel it. I got to 40. I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. 42. Oh, crap. My back. Yeah. Everything all of a sudden started to hurt. Now, how's your eyesight? Do you, have, uh, do you ever, ever wear cheaters? Uh, I got a pair right here. <laughs> I, I got tired of those. So I'll tell you a quick little story. So I went to the Nuggets eye doctor. I said, hey, I'm tired of these things. Can't find them all the time. They're always falling off, right, whatever. Right, right. Got a pair in every room. Got a pair in every room. Four pair in the car that I can't reach. So 
said, give me LASIK. Give me LASIK. He's like, hold your horses just for a second. Let me tell you, you might want to do something a little more temporary. I, I said, I, no, I'm ready to go. Yeah, you're tired I, of the glass. I'm tired of it. He goes, trust me on this. You might want to just try a contact. Oh, really? I'm like, a contact, what does that mean? Now, pay attention to this because as you, this is a real option, okay? So I said, okay, what are you talking about? He says, you'll thank me after you get in costume, I promise. Okay? Literally tried one. And I thought this was so weird. He says, you're going to get Weird to put it in, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I put this contact in, first time in my life. Then I went and got in costume. Couldn't see anything. It was weird. Like, really, I mean, I'm looking at you just fine. Looking at people, I can, I can read, I can look out the door. But the first time you put a costume on and you're looking at a one eye and then the other eye, nothing out this. I couldn't see anything, nothing. So it really threw me off. Yeah. Was that the time you almost hung yourself from the rafters? <laughs> I, I was at that game, by the way. And I was sitting there going, hey, that ain't right. I think there's something wrong with him. I know. Everybody's waiting for me to, like, no, come alive and, no. you know. So, I, yeah, I, I saw was, that and I go, dude, I don't think this is right. This, I don't think this is right. I, we were getting my head headset. We could touch the bruise. I said, something's going on with Rocky. Something's going on. I thought me out. You know, I didn't know you were strangling yourself to death. Yeah, I was out. I was completely out. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of those times when uh, it, it, I had no idea what had happened. I had the roof up. wasn't about – 20 yards higher right literally yeah like all of a sudden i got to the floor pressure came off my neck yeah and uh and by the way that was just a zip up thing it wasn't the rope was around my neck or anything like that it was the rope was down my collar and my zipper was up and it just it still yeah it just pulled everything up it did choke me out but man, as soon as I hit the floor and that loosened that's up, that's why right like, there we. That's right there why, why Kenny started a, a boxing gym instead of a, a jiu-jitsu. <laughs> he, he'd had that choke out feeling before. He didn't want. To. <laughs> that's right. I'd rather hit stuff than get choked out. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna do the choke out thing no more. We've yeah. tried that one right there, right? Oh man. Oh, uh, it's a good time. But so. hey, I got to tell okay. you this real yeah. fast. Uh, I just saw this last night, the first time. You know. Watch TV and you see all these commercials. Try it. It'll make your boobs bigger. Hey, lose 24 pounds. You know, I tried all those boob things. There's this eye drop now. They said people who have cheaters, you're tired of your cheaters. It's a drop. You put a drop in your eye a day, supposedly, and all of a sudden it, it, it some does something to your eyes and, and you're able to read. Now, I saw that. I've only seen it in the commercial once. But, dude, if, if you could put an eye drop, just an eye drop in your eye a day and be able to, you know, like I couldn't read that unless I put these glasses on. But to, but to be able to read, and plus for me, dude, that might change. That that'd be a game changer. And and it's just like, and we got this because you're talking about forty, you're great. Forty two, you're sore. And it's kind of like me. I mean, all my friends are getting, and I'm like forty eight. I'm like, dude, what do you guys have cheaters? I'm making fun of Marlo. You know, he's living uh-huh. in the name. And I got like forty eight is fine. Fifty, I was like, what? You know, it's it's bad. And then you then you always start at the one hundreds. And you fight that in a little yep. bit. And somebody gives you a 125 and you go, oh, hey, that's mm, kind of better. And then 150. And then, <laughs> well, if 150 is good, let's just jump to 200. And I actually bought a pair because it looks cool. It's like a pair of cheaters that actually look kind of cool. So I mm. bought them. 250. I put those suckers on. I could see everything. Took them off. And I could. I was like dizzy <laughs> almost. Like, you never stay away from these right here. And, I, and I'm, you know what I'm fighting is the phone, increasing the font on my phone. Mm. Cause you know you hand that off to somebody, they're like, 
Oh, I know. Man. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Kissy. You, you, you're reading a story from some news thing on your phone, and, and there's like five lines on it, and the story's <laughs> like eight pages, right? You got to flip it up about 37 times just to get to one small story, right? Yeah. Right. Font might be a little big on that one. Yeah, yeah. Even emails now, I'm like scrolling across and across and across. We get these stat things sent to us uh, every game or before every game, and you go over. I can. I now have to turn it sideways and then spread it open just to the edges, and then I can see it fine. I'm, I'm kind of good, but yeah. we're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so let me ask you. You know, you are. I, this always intrigues me. You're you're at every Nuggets game. Mm-hmm. You travel with the team. Right. Are you still traveling on the plane? Yeah. Okay, you're still traveling on the plane. I. You, you're going through stats. You're going through names. How do you memorize names? How do you memorize stats? How do you, how do you, I mean, how much sleep do you deprive yourself of learning all this? Um, or do you just, none. You just, you just know it. <laughs> I just can't sleep. So no, <laughs> um, no, you, you know what? I was blessed and I found this out in college. Actually, it was really weird. Um, I'm still, I wouldn't say I have a photogenic mind, but I have the ability to read something and retain it pretty easily. Now, you know, I regurgitate it, and I don't know how long it will be there a week after, two weeks after. So I can read notes and go, okay, he's a, you know, he's, he's you know, scoring double figures, eight of the last ten, had 20 and seven of those. Boom. All of a sudden we mention that guy's name. I, I, I retain that somehow. And so for me, oh, what I do now is I basically stay uh, keep a notebook for every game, and I chart all the timeouts and who makes the timeouts, and then I put notes beside each timeout. This guy sucks. That second team. So if I can go back and, and the next day if I'm talking about the game or if I need to go back and refresh, I say, yeah, the game turned at the 325 mark. They're down five, and by halftime they're down 15. And so that, that last three minutes when they went on a you know a twelve to three run, I've got those all in my notes so I can I can do it. But you know, and I look at doing color different. I guess I, I, first of all, I never went to class to do color analysts. I, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, there's you know, there's never been a class I've seen that color analyst. Now, now you can go to school, and they'll sell you that they're going to make a color analyst. Then you realize you get in the real world and go, now nah, you're going to run the board. <laughs> you're pushing the buttons over here. That's what you're doing right now. Um, so what I always try to do, and I, I was lucky also, I think it made me a better analyst, was I coached high school basketball for a handful of years and watched a lot of film because and, and, I didn't know anything better than the, what the NBA players did. So I would borrow film from other coaches or I would have – I paid a kid, a high school kid, like 25 bucks a game and he'd sit up there with the old, you know, the old Sony camcorders and, and just film the game, and they wasn't a great picture, and one close up like you get in the NBA. But I was able to go back, and so I would have a game that I would go back that night, break down on the film, keep some notes, da da da. And and you got to be critical as a coach to get better. And you know, the second year I was there, I think we were twenty three and four, lost uh, you know in the Sweet Sixteen for the state championship. We were a pretty good team, but I, I felt you always had to be critical, not, not personal. There's a difference between, and I don't think a lot of young people get this now, there's a difference between being critical analysis on something and having a personal vendetta. Like, I don't dislike anybody on the Nuggets. They're all pretty good. 
But if you're going to stand and watch the ball and your man cuts in front of you to get a layup, I'm going to be critical of that. You, you, you can't let a man cross your face. A lot of people don't get that anymore. Now we're supposed to be, oh, good job. Oh, you know, <laughs> they would have had that. That would have been perfect if they just had Jamal would have been here. If Jamal had been here, he'd be, no, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. That's his job right now. So I, I, don't, I don't, never went to school of it. And so because of that, I always have the, the, the program next to me and close to. So if I need to go by, some guy's hitting threes, just at three or four, three, I'll look at him and say, dude, he's 31% free, you know, three-point shooter, and he's made four or five tonight. Nuggets got to get out on him because he's not usually this good. So I, the, the stats, I'm, yeah, I want to call the game. I want to tell you why this happened, why this happened, why this happened, and why this didn't happen how this could have been a little bit better, why this shot was missed instead of an easy shot wide open. So I, I look at it differently. Uh, I think it was Dan Issel gave me the best advice uh, when I started doing color because I played with Dan for or, for a year. Uh, he coached me. And then the next year I was playing, he was still a coach. He said, don't overstate the obvious. Well, the obvious is, I throw the ball to Ken, Ken dunks, and I go, oh, what a dunk, what a blah, blah, blah. Well, the play-by-play -play guy's already doing that, so I don't need to echo. I'm going to tell you how he got that dunk, why that dunk was set up, what mistake the defensive player made, you know, or the, you know, whatever the situation might be. So I'm trying not just go, whoa, 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 on the dunk. I'm telling you why it happened. Yeah. Which I that makes sense. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll tell you, you know, not just to – not tooting your own, you know, your horn here, but yeah, honestly, been tooted in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we all need horn tooting once in a while. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you know what is? I honestly didn't listen to commentators, color guys, analysts until you, because you had a different spin on it. And I know that I know that you catch a little heat sometimes mm -hmm. from people, some haters or whatever. But I really enjoy your point of view. And the way you state it, because it's not just like, it's just not vanilla like everybody else. And I feel like I get just, in so many other analysts, it's just. Well, it, and I appreciate that because, like I said, I, th I think, listen, we live in a different time now. And I think people are oversensitive about a lot of things. You know, absolutely. live sports, whatever, politics, you know, everything. Um and so everything they hear that they, they, they take as criticism, they take as personal. Yeah. And it's not personal. I, I try to, and I've tried to always do this, you know, if I'm upset with you, I mean, I'm going to talk to Fred Joe over here about you. I'm not going to try to tell anything to Fred Joe that if all of a sudden you say, hey, I heard you, I said, yeah, this is what I said. That I'm not willing to say, yeah, this is what I said about you and have a discussion now. So for me, I'm doing analysis. I, I'm sure there's times guys go, yeah, yeah, so. And I'm going, I, I get you. Was I wrong? Well, but no, did you have to point out? Well, I don't know. Do I? Yeah. You know, they, and people get on me, well, you're critical of the officials because you're homers. No, I just don't like officials. I don't like officials. And, and, I don't, <laughs> and if they're bad for the other team, I say they were bad on the other team too. I don't like officials. I don't know why anybody would let their kid grow up to be an official. That's just me. Saying that, I've known two or three guys, great dudes. Earl Strong was a great dude off the, uh, off the court and one of the best NBA officials in the history of the world. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, and, I, and I also look at this. If I'm supposed to be critical on you, the coach, and you, the player, why, does, why do they, they get passes? 
They're human. They're right. going to make mistakes. And, and this, let me ask you this. And somebody can explain it to me because I could be completely wrong. And I have no problem giving you my opinion. And, and if I'm completely wrong, I'll listen. I love it. I may not agree, but I'll at least listen. Um, I always find it funny. People say, well, you know, it's one of the hardest games in the world to officiate. A, then why are you doing it? And, and B, why? Why, <laughs> why is it so tough? So, so tough. Well, they're getting so fast, so get in shape. I mean, you, 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 you right. got speed too, right? Yeah, and, and and don't you train for this? Yes, thank you. You know? Well, I mean, it's the hardest game in the world to officiate. Then don't do it. Right, well, try hockey. You, guess what? I don't, <laughs> want to get up on, I don't want to get up on the, the, the cash register and wash windows. I, 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 and you know what? And if the guy left the streaks, I'd be that dirty still. We'll get him to No, I can't. I appreciate him doing it, but he missed a spot. <laughs> <laughs> Call it like it is. I, mean, I love it. What, what, I, you know, and I've never understood what – but I, I do know and, – and, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. I, I know some people don't like it, and I, I appreciate it. I try not to be a homer homer, and yet I am going to cheer for the Nuggets. I'll... I want them to win. I want them to do well. My job's easier when they do well. But I'm also not going to lie to you and say they're playing great when they're down 20. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. Well, how hard is it to roll with losing streaks and going on the road? Lose, you know, I, I've flown on the Nuggets plane. And after a loss, man, it is so heavy in there. I'm like, how do they do this every time they lose? I know when they win, man, it's, you know, having a good time and mingling and, and everything. Gosh, when they lose, it's like everyone has been told, you go in, you don't say a word, you don't look at each, at each other, and you sit there and you be quiet and you think about what you did wrong. It's gotten a little better. It's gotten a little better, I think, with that. However, Is that because of the times that we're living in? Yeah, probably. Guys are different. Uh, I know when I played, uh, when you lost, I remember Coach Mike Fratello jumping up and yelling at guys who were too loud on the back of the bus, somebody was listening to music. Because uh, I was playing the air where the boom boxes were still kind of big, so man, uh-huh. turn that blah, blah, blah. You know, it was it, quiet. You know, after that, um, I don't know. Here's here's what I decided I learned, and I don't know if it was five years ago or fifteen years ago. I remember talking with Scott Bay a lot, who's who's been a producer um, for a long time with me. Um, we used to take every. In fact, we still do once in a while. The, the game will be bad, and they'll lose a tough game, and. I'll be on my drive home, and he usually leaves about 20 minutes after I am. All of a sudden, I get the phone ring, and I go, I, and now we got, you know, a bitch fest going for 10 or 15 minutes. Why do they do this? Why do they do this? You know, because um, we're fans. First, I mean, yeah. we're both fans. Half but I also learned that I can still be good even if they weren't. And so there's been games we've won, and I've left the game going, God, I suck tonight. I, God, I could have been I could have been so much better. I was too, was too critical on this. I didn't need to be. And and I'm as hard on myself, but there's also been times that, that we've lost games and you could tell the vibe is bad, but I'm like, damn, I was pretty good, though. I mean, I'm telling them why. I'm telling them exactly what they got to do to change this. They got to get back in. And so, it, it, but I think I learned it. I think initially I, I left left all my emotions on the sleeve. Now it's like, it's kind of like they try to tell you when you get in the league that you got to maintain just an even keel. I've tried to get better in, in that I can relate with that so much. I can't even 
I mean, well, especially I mean, what I, you do. Exactly. I mean, I mean, there are games when they go on the third quarter when you're down 25. Oh man, go be funny. Yeah, go be funny when when they're down 25. Yeah, and I had to learn that there is a separation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that I don't have to suck if they suck, and I, you know, and even if they're good, that doesn't mean I'm good. Right. So I can go out there and bomb even if they're even if they're doing well, and I I would go home same way. Man, I suck tonight. That I just didn't. I wasn't feeling it. I didn't have the groove. Something was off. I, I, I nothing went right. I should. Yeah, in this situation, I should have done this and that. Beat myself up over it. Uh, I remember one time though, uh, we had a good game. I had a sucky game, and this was back. This was back in McNichols, and I was sitting in the hallway waiting. Or something after the game, Tim Lewicki comes walking by, and he's like, "At the time, was the president of the, the whole shebang." Yeah, and he goes, "What's wrong? What's the matter?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, I just had a rough night, and and just you know, I had somebody in my face just screaming at me, you suck, and and all that.'" And uh, he's like, "And you take that personal?" Like he was just uh, like so nonchalant about it. I was like. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. <laughs> and then I thought, gosh, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. You know, and you but realize you can't please everybody. You can't. And there's probably people that don't like the nutcracker at Christmas time anymore. And I still think it's one of the best things Rocky does. <sighs> Somebody's offended by it. I know it. I know. You especially know. nowadays. Yeah. And especially when Kyle says, ladies and gentlemen, the nutcracker. Yeah. It <laughs> really emphasized it, right? Because <laughs> yeah. the first couple of years you were doing it, I remember the first time I saw you do it was at McNichols. Yeah. And it was probably when I was yeah. playing. And we're going, oh, and we were debating, did he do it on purpose or not? They said, well, if he did it on purpose, he's wearing a cup. I, I mean, <laughs> How did he do it? When it first started happening, we all thought it was accidental. Yeah. But I saw Good. as you got older, here's another question I'll ask you from the 42. So I'm assuming this podcast the secret's kind of out, right? Yeah. A little bit. There was times you got older, but you had to think about it before you went down, though, didn't you? You know it. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> yeah. You know it. <laughs> I, I tell you, I learned some things uh, it, it, falling on rails and falling on that beam. One time I was in Paris running, doing this game. You know, I'm, I, you pull all the stops out. When you're on the road, you know, doing everything. Well, new fans. You got new fans. New fans. Right? They haven't yeah. seen any of this before. So, man, it's just you can fire left and right and – and I remember getting up on this railing. There was a pipe about eh, five inches in diameter. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a breeze to drop on. No. This is the worst bar I ever dropped on. Because usually, like, you you know, if you're going to do a crotch drop, you're going to lean back, you're going to catch a cheek, catch a and you're going to twist yeah. a little bit, you know? So you just catch a, you know, a little bit of a cheek there. No. That wide of a bar, I just straightened me right out, and I full-on just... Just dropped. I couldn't perform for about a half hour. I was in the back with ice. It was it was pretty. It was How pretty about rough. now? Were you with us when we went to London yep. about five or yep. six years ago? Yep. Yep. As I, as I remember, uh, first of all, beautiful arena. Oh yeah. And, and in London, not a lot of NBA. I'm sure they have the NBA ticket and stuff like that. I thought the fans there loved what you guys were doing. Oh yeah. I thought they oh, were yeah. nuts. However, uh, one time I was over there. This was years ago. First, I think the first time I went to London, brought out a cake. 
smash somebody in the face with a cake. Crickets. Like it was dead quiet. Like like all of a sudden a hush came over the crowd. Right. I'm like what the <laughs> I go back and uh the producer comes back and uh a friend of mine now, Ian, he comes back and he goes, That's just our culture. You wasted food or No. The culture was you can't mock anybody, you can't laugh at anybody. At least, you know, then. publicly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now it's different, but yeah. You know, no, I, back then it was crickets. Think about, and, and I try to do this too. I come from a, a small hometown. I grew up in a town called Independence, Kansas. S- still love it today. You know, even even now I have thoughts of someday, okay, I could retire there, find some land, whatever, have a cow, you know, <laughs> and an animal. Um, <laughs> but so I, I, I love my hometown. But I think from, from that little kid, and I've, I haven't been to places you have even, but the places basketball has taken me. You know, it's taken me all across the United States. Uh, it took me on my very first cruise that we went on. It was an NBA players-type cruise, and you mingle with regular people. Um, it took me to South America and play for a world championship. You know, it's taken me to Europe. Same thing when I broadcast it now and started working with the the Broncos for all those years. I mean, I'm going to Spain and different places. This little kid from Kansas – you know, I got I got I got family members that have never been outside the borders of the United States mm. still to this day. Yeah. Got one uncle that's been one time and that was Vietnam and he don't really want to go outside. <laughs> he he, <laughs> he just want, wants to stay home. He, he don't want to go outside the borders <laughs> no more. He said, I've been out there, it's been a couple years over there, I'm good. I you know, I'm yeah. fine. America. Um, yeah, but but to sit there and think about what basketball because it's basketball, you know. It is. You know, I played for a little bit now I'm broadcasting, you've entertained in it. Um, but think where it's taken you. I mean, just in this conversation, we talked London, you talked Paris. I mean, yeah, I, and the, you know, uh, uh, I think about that all the time and what a, cool. what a blessing it's been for me. And, you know, I've, I, I literally have been all over the globe and still, still going, uh, tell you about this coming up, not to brag or anything, but, uh, but I'm, I'm very, I feel very humbled and blessed. I got a call the other day to go to, uh, coming up in June, I'll be in uh, Israel. I'll be in Italy. I'll be in uh, uh, Germany in August and Switzerland in September. Oh, sweet! For world games, gymnastic uh, world games, uh, track and field. Um, yeah, you're, just you're do that all over the place. Yeah, I'll be in the. Uh, uh, in uh, in Germany, I'll I'll actually be in the Olympic Stadium over there, oh, and uh, um, I'm in uh, now. I'm spacing the name. That's Berlin. My, uh, no. Um, Burstergarten, uh Eagles Nest. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, I am now. You're gonna get me all messed yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. I'll as soon as we're off air, I'll I'll remember. But. Um, yeah, so you know, very blessed. I hope my body can can uh, can hold out through all through this through this summer at least. But you know, honestly, I do think about that. You know, where where do sports? Where do I mean? If you're not getting out there and doing, not opportunities never right. will, will never arise. You know, and and one of the reasons why I do this podcast is to get to know people like you, and share experiences. Hopefully, inspire somebody out there to get out there and do more 
you yeah. know, and, and, and push yourself to, to, to Don't be defined by maybe where you grew up or your circumstances or who, who, you know, exactly. We have a, we have a deaf guy that comes in here and I don't know if that's the, we have a hearing, uh, impaired. A, uh, hearing impaired. There you go. Yes. And uh, member of the gym and he stands, he stands next to the instructor. We just know, Hey, we're going to do this. The, he feels he the music. He, yeah, he can feel the beat of the music on the floor, and uh, he's kind of right in, the, in front of the speaker, so he kind of gets those vibes to get him pumped up and things. But, you know, it's not stopping him. No, no. You know, so I, I applaud anybody that, you know, has challenges like that and can, can still push themselves. Not have an excuse. Right. That, that was built in for you, but you're not making an excuse. Yeah. Let me ask you this on the same subject. What advice would you give me as I'm making this transition from player, you know, working to what's next? What's next? Yeah. Uh, I mean, find uh, land in Independence, Kansas, and buy a cow. No. <laughs> or an animal. <laughs> yeah, some sort of animal. Just, or an animal. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a cow. But no, I'm just kidding, honey. Um, you know, I don't know because, because uh, my contract ends in June uh, at the end of the season. And I've had no inquiries and had, had no, hey, by the way, let's get together, you know. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, you know. The altitude and the Comcast thing is big. Let me, uh, let me. That, uh, that may affect some people. I'm going to start writing up uh, yeah. uh, something for you here. Will you join my podcast yeah. as a regular host? <laughs> we could be a regular host. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, so I have thought, it's funny you bring it up because I have thought about that um more lately than maybe ever before um, because I still feel young enough that I'm, I'm worthy. I hope, I hope even when I'm 80, I don't feel unworthy of being able to do something. Uh, I know that I have got a sense more and there's been more jokes. Well, you know, guy your age. Man, I, I, so it, when I was a kid, I'd fight about anything, you know, mm -hmm. especially when I was a player because that was kind of my role. But now when somebody says, you know, some guy your age, I'm like, I want to on, punch somebody in the mouth. Yeah. Now, if I punch somebody in the mouth, you didn't hear it on this podcast here. So. <laughs> uh, but I, so, so I have thought about that uh, more so over the last few years. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know have any advice other than, you know, there's a, there's a verse in the, in the Bible that basically says, you know, the, the birds and the trees and the grass and the fields have no want. Why should you worry? You know, they don't worry about where their next meal or when the rain's coming and everything else. And, and so I've tried to live that, especially lately. I wish I could have done my whole life. Whereas if I can't control it, I'm not going to keep me up late at night. Yeah. And, and, it, and it has uh, before, probably will again. But I tried to live, listen, I can't control this. They may not want me. Uh, okay, there's there's probably going to be an end sometime. Maybe it's sooner than I want it to be. Um, and then I'm just I'm going to trust that what's next is next. So I, my my advice to you and me was always keep your eyes open. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to say uh, um, you know no on something that doesn't sound you know something you've ever before been interested in. Um, I used to have a moniker I like when I played. And I tried to pass this on to the young guys because I, I, I was a star player in college. And then when I got to pros, found out very early I'm, I'm going to be a role guy. I'm going to be one. Of, okay, well, no one's going to work harder than me. 
Um, I'm gonna play against Patrick Ewing. He's more talented, but he ain't working harder. And I and I felt I carried that, and I feel I have respect for these guys when I see them, when I see Pat out or I see these different guys. They they still remember my name. Well, I was a slug, but they still know me because they knew that when they played. Oh, I'm not gonna go against second or third string dude. I gotta go against Hastings. God, dang it, this guy's gonna bring it right. So. <laughs> I, and I told the young guys, I said, listen, there's no job too small. You know, these young guys come in, oh, I'm an NBA player now. And meanwhile, Jim Gillen, this is back before they had 3,000 people working, Jim Gillen be at the, the airport pulling off all the bags, and these young players were going to sit on the bus. So I started going and helping Jim. Well, I was in my 10th year doing this. I'm, I'm a vet. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't care what you like. You're doing 10 years or something. You, you're doing something. And have right. every right to go get on the bus. Right. And I would tell these guys, hey, man, you want to stick around this league? No job too small. So, in essence, that's kind of where I'm going, this mentality. And, and this year, and, you know, I started broadcasting in the 93-94 season, the eight beats, mm-hmm. uh, beats one series, right? I, I did that game. Um, so, that's a long time. You know, 93-94 to 21-22 right now. Next year, 22-23, hopefully. Um, I've, I've got that mentality back now as a broadcaster. Like, I did sidelines uh, for a couple games this year. Uh, Marlo got sick. They had to move Vic over. Katie was doing color. So I said, hey, why don't, why don't I do sidelines? They go, really? I go, yeah, well, you're a vet. You're, I, but I don't care. I started in this business doing sidelines. I, last time I think I did sidelines was in – the NBA playoffs in 99. That was the last time I'd done a sideline gig. So I said, no, I ain't got no problem. I, I'll do the sidelines. I, and I loved it. It was absolutely wonderful. Awesome. Hey, we don't have a game night. Uh, most everybody, uh, broadcasts are taking off. Uh, do you want to do Color of a Cause radio? Yeah. Heck yeah. I haven't missed a game. I've done every game other than the one games we didn't travel. Um, so I, I I would say this. No, no job too small. There's nothing there, – if you think there's something beneath you, then you've elevated yourself too much, in my opinion. And I don't want to Words elevate myself too much. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. somebody comes up and says, hey, Scott, we're going to do this podcast. Good. I know a guy that's looking for podcasts and, and wants to uh, bring sponsorships to you. Maybe we could do that. Who knows? We'll blow up. The player and the clown. It'd be about you be the player and I'll be the clown. <laughs> no. the player and the clown. Well, when I asked you and you immediately said, yeah. Didn't even hesitate. Been boys forever. I, I was just like, wait, what? You know, I, and I didn't hesitate asking because I'm an asker. I'll, I'll ask anybody. I, you know, hey, I'm gonna. I, 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 I wanted piece of advice that I give people just starting out is, hey, shoot for the moon. Right. I mean, ask for anything. I, I, you know, you, you never know what you're gonna get. And so, however, <laughs> for you to respond the way you did, I was just like. Oh my gosh, this guy is bigger than I, I ever thought. So, you know, I, I admired you anyways in the first place, but well, just, you know, elevated you. In, and in, that leads to in, another piece of advice. Don't, don't take your, you know, we do this in society now. Don't take yourself so seriously. Ah, right. Dude, I guarantee you this morning, you and I put the, our sweatpants on the exact same way. Mine are a little longer. <laughs> took me a little bit longer. <laughs> took me a little longer to pull them up all the way up the leg. My back might be a little sore, so to straighten up might. But I, I don't know. I, I've 
I hope I've grown and matured as a human as I've got older. And I know there was probably a time that my ego was, you know, look at me. Same here. And I hope I hope I wasn't just an a-hole to too many people if I was. And I apologize if I were. It was never my intention. Um, but, you know, no job too small. And who are you? Who, who am I to say no? Now, I have said no to other basketball podcasts in town. They think they know, but they don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just don't. I don't feel. It. But, but, you know, hey, my, you know, the warden and my daughter love you. They come and see you every time they work oh, out right great. next door. And, you're so and, great. You got so, a great family. And you got a great cool gig going on. And I honestly, I think that, you know, with your talent and I mean, man, you got so many more years to go and. And uh, and I love how you basically said, "Hey, let go, let God." I, I try and live that way myself now. Uh, Took a while to learn. Or oh and my gosh, you've heard it forever, though, haven't you? Well, and you know, uh, like I just said, I'm an asker, and I'm also along with that, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make things happen. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it happen. And until I have a good reason to stop trying man i'm gonna push 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 the envelope and a lot of times that has gotten me into trouble and uh you know i force things where eh, i should have just let go and you know let it it happen yes let go let god that's perfect also i love that you said you know keep asking keep trying and the key also i think as you get older if it doesn't work don't let it frustrate yeah that's just one more lesson you had that's just one more thing we've learned that we can put back in the old vault. So yeah, here, here's where I went wrong with this. Yeah. This, this is where it could be better. Uh, you know, I think we're both divorced, right? Yep. Um, and I lingered on that way too long. Still fight that at times. But then they said, what if I learned from it? Have I sat back and take stock and say, okay, learn from it. So, so it doesn't happen again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so make it a life lesson now, as opposed to denying it ever happened. Don't, don't, you know, don't accept any blame or any fault to it. And, and I was there for a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's all life lessons now. And you learn that when you get older. Yeah. And now you look back and go, hey, well, maybe that was for a reason. Because we're both with beautiful, wonderful women now. And, you know, it, it's funny how life goes. And if you just kind of sit back, relax, and not relax, but sit back. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Yep. Then, by the way, with all the exercise stuff you do, it, 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 I wish I would have known this when I was younger athlete. Breathing and breathing techniques aren't those monster. Yeah. I, I wish I knew that at 27 when I was a player. <laughs> you know, I, I've been doing this. I've been I've been doing the breathing, you know, to relax exercises, breathing for energy, breathing for toning. Yeah, I've yeah. been doing that. I, well, I, I I've been. I had a, a, a psychologist friend of mine. Talk to me about this and breathing really with the gut, right? Extending uh-huh. the gut and all the stuff. And then I was watching this dude who's a Navy SEAL, and he said, here's a technique we learn in SEALs when, the st- when it starts to get real stressful to do it. It's to do the nose. Then it's almost a yoga breath. I was in the yoga yeah. for a while and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, dude. And also, like, night when I can't sleep, I'll just do that. And then next thing I know. Oh, I'm waking up, you know. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. but I wish I'd have learned about breathing. So there's another <laughs> Which tip. Which sounds so goofy. And here's, I give you another tip for for broadcasters. People want to get into broadcasting. It's not brain surgery. Don't stress over it. 
do what you feel you need to do to get ready for your job, and you'll be okay, or you'll be great, or you'll suck. And then the next game's going to happen. So just, just, it's not brain surgery. Don't try to be more than you are. Don't try to be somebody else. I got to do play-by-play the other day uh, this year. So this year, one week, I did play-by-play, color, and sideline in back-to-back-to-back games, which I don't I, – I thought was kind of cool. No one else oh, said anything about it, but I, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, and I sucked at play-by-play, especially when I compare against Marlowe, who's, who, you know, he is a play-by-play genius. And he and Machine. He was in the, you know, the Olympics every year. Going, I mean, he's just – he's fabulous. Um, but the first time, I was trying to be more like him. And then I went, I can't do that. I can't go, you know, Rogers the Tinkers the Bell. You know, I, you know. <laughs> so I just said, hey, you know, boom, 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 try to make a conversation. That is, oh, and, and yeah, just be yourself and don't, don't, yeah. Well, real quick, I have to tell you, I, I'm doing, going through this transition, and I'm so glad to hear you say that because I've been paid for how many years now? since 1990 and then heck before that I was I was doing this junior heck when I was a junior in high school I became a mascot and so every year since then literally I've been pretty much yeah yeah and pretty much made a living speaking without words having a conversation without words yeah I was surprised you can really talk yeah it's a whole I'm surprised too. I'm surprised we're actually conversing here. Honestly, no human being. Oh my god! (laughs) Sometimes it is a real struggle for me to leave out the us and all. And I've really had to come to grips with. Okay, I'm not really a speaker. I admit it all day long. You're I suck at it. I can talk. I can tell stories sometimes, but well, I I got to tell you. Here's a funny story. So. And you won't remember this because it's probably happened to a million people. But, you know, so I come and play for the Nuggets, boom, boom, boom. Um, I don't even know if – I know Bernie because you know you know the original Bernie in Miami. Uh-huh. He and I became uh-huh. buddies. I still get a Christmas card every year from <laughs> me and his wife. Um, and, and they're go, the best. And we'd go out and drink with him afterwards. He, and he's, I mean – One of the funniest, funniest people, people in, on the earth. He, he'd be great if you ever came in town to get him on the podcast because he's a I, stitch. Yeah. I mean, he's hilarious. Um and became friends with him, right? Detroit didn't have any. Came here, and there's, there's Rocky. Rocky's funny too. Now he's a lot different. You know, you got a better different costume. style. And you got a costume you could do stuff. Bernie was more slapstick. You know, yeah. Bernie was more <laughs> pushing the belly pushing up, the and, belly. you know, and all the stuff he was doing. Um, but I remember watching him. We were laughing to this stuff, and, and we're backstage. We go, hey, Rocky, and you go, hey, man, how you doing? And I went. I freaked out for <laughs> I freaked out for just a second, and I always remember that. And I was like, came back and. and, and Went back to my wife and said, "Rocky, talk to me, Rocky." You know, because because you you stay when you're in that, in that. I mean, you're you're in character the whole time. And so when I see you back in the bowels of McNichols, I'm like, "Hey, hey, Rocky." I didn't even know your name was Ken. Then. And, and hey, man, hey, Scott, how are you? <laughs> I would do that sometimes just to freak people out. Oh, it freaks people <laughs> out. Oh, it, it it freaked me out like crazy. In fact, I think I met you uh, as a human, as you are now. Before somebody say, "Oh, by the way, you know that's Rocky." I go, "What? <laughs> really?" So, no, I, yeah, got that all the time. Too. <laughs> that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, but, but, yeah. we're human beings. I, the problem with the world today is we don't talk. 
You know, that is so true. That is so deep. Conversations. So, no. I'm, hey, this is your gift. This is your gift. Who knows? It might be some franchise dude come up and say, "Hey, I like what you got here. Let's open up ten more. Here's the money." Okay. Okay. You never know. Never know. Yeah. Life. Don't limit yourself. And always be pushing the boundaries. I'll tell you one more quick funny story uh, along those lines of talking to somebody. Can I just share this with you? I get invited to the to a mammoth game, and I have uh they have this hot tub there on the other side of the glass and we're running around at halftime and when halftime's done i head over to the hot tub there's girls in it with you know sitting in there bikinis and all and in front of everybody i just ran ran right up to the glass scaled it boom pulled myself up and over the glass went and jumped in the hot tub i got in all kinds of trouble for that all kinds of heat but I, do you realize that there's there's all the electric back there? I mean, you were splashing. I mean, that could have really caused problems. Don't you ever do that again? And yeah, that you know, being told no, it's not my thing. So next next game, uh, we're about to go out for this, or the next year when we're about to go out for this thing again. General manager for the Mammoth walking behind me down the hall. I didn't know who he was. I don't know. I had no clue who this guy was. He yells down the hallway, hey, Rocky, stay out of the hot tub this time. I just full on turned around, both fingered, just flanging. Yeah. And he, his eyes just <laughs> bugged out of his head for a second. And then he started just busting out laughing. And then I found out who he was. Found out who he was later. And I'm like, oh crap, yeah. But it all worked out okay. I went out and jumped in the hot tub again, and then it be then it became, hey, you gotta do that every time. You gotta do that every time. A, yeah, then it became a say, thing. Even though the first time somebody got, you know, over their, their skis, so to speak. So oh no, you can't yeah. okay. The whole place probably went nuts when you did it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then it became so big that it had to happen every time. But uh, you know, with all the craziness that you've seen I, I i don't like when people say hey what's the craziest thing you've ever right. seen or done or whatever i don't like that but you know i sit here and i think about the pressure that you're under a lot of times uh at a game now you're on the radio and you're you know you do so well at that i i i love that it's funny that um when you have headsets on and you got a microphone you're thinking people realize you're on air and you'll get you know <coughs> you'll get, hey, Scott, hey, I just love when you're, and I'm like, and you're pointing to your phones, you're pointing to the mic. So you, you get that once in a while. Uh, the, the craziest thing we did that I saw, though, one time, <clears throat> it was hilarious. So we're in Portland about five or six years ago, and we're, we're doing, right where we're sitting down is right off the floor. We're doing our say goodbye at the end. They, they, game's over, we won. I went back to the studio, did an interview, blah, blah, blah. Chris and I sit back. They throw back to us or talk to us, da, 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 da. And this guy is right behind us, and it's perfectly centered on the camera. This dude's right behind us, goes, and it steps up to get out of the thing. Everybody else is left. He's one of the last ones. Walks in right behind us, takes two steps, drops his jaws, and, and moons us right while we're on live air. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you know, we're sitting on it, and you can see the cameras are in front of us. Don't really see the moon, but all of a sudden there's a picture of a basket and just a hoop. <laughs> and our director at the time go, just 
took it, the, the only camera that was still working, somebody left the camera locked onto the basket. Boom, cut right till they got in the front. She came over, got the guy out. We're still talking. Da, 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 came back. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, and all of a sudden, these guys, we get done. These guys are cracking up. Did you see that? So they run back to the tape. Sure enough, full moon right behind us. So that was one of the crazy things, broadcasting. I get to, you know, like I said, I get on the tap on the shoulder. Hey, Scott, want to have a conversation? Right. I'm middle of the radio show, like on a remote or something. That's always, always weird. Um, one of the coolest things I got to do uh, in the playoffs a few years ago, I got to interview this lady interviewed me from China and I, I did it twice in the playoffs that year and she said the first time we got a half a million hits second time we did it we got like two and a half million hits and it, and it was crazy and this lady would ask you a question in English and then she would or she would ask me a question in Chinese ask it to me in English I would say in English and then she would give my answer in Chinese so I'm sitting there you know as you can tell right here I'm a little long-winded and she's like, you know, Chinese, blah, 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 for like a minute and a half. And so I'm just sitting there in the camera just smiling. And I'm like, so then I, by the second time, I think I'm real cool. So she's going, and this is, the, this is the old TV secret, right? Here's the TV secret. Somebody's going, you look at start shaking your head yes, like you're agreeing with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had no idea what she was saying. She could say, hey, this stupid dude, he, he thinks he knows basketball. He doesn't really know what the hell he's talking about, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like the camera going. Yeah. <laughs> and looking back at her, lady camera. So that's a TV secret. Whenever you watch it, seriously, they do it from the national whatever. It's the, uh, yeah. you know, I ask you a question, but mm, yeah. nod yes and stuff. Or the fake smile. God, I can't stand the fake smile. But, I mean, TV camera. Can I do it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like TV 101. Everybody does it, right? It, it, I don't know why, but it just drives me great. Yeah, yeah. And we all know it at home. We're all watching. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you and I are going to have a conversation, and, and we might agree with each other or something like that, but I'm not going. <laughs> I'm like, the eyes all big. <laughs> eyes big, smile. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing that. We might go, oh. Yeah. I might frown at you. But, so, yeah, that's a few of the secrets of TV you have to learn somehow. I love it. I love it. Great place to wrap up. Scott, thank you so much Sorry for being here. Sorry about the cough. Oh, No. That's why we have uh, a producer over yeah, here. In case you didn't hear my cough during the thing, they edited it out. So be careful with censorship. <laughs> Cancel. They canceled my cough out of this conversation. <laughs> it's an integral part. I was we're eating all chicken cheese. while we were doing it. Actually, I took a big slug of water and it went down the wrong path. Oh, thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs>